Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely 5D mystics. Today we get to talk a little bit more about the lovely differences between a 5D mystic and our love language, our relationships versus those who are 4D mystics. So the 4D, they actually live what would be codependent type relationships. You'll notice that they're in each other's business. They tell each other what to do. They don't actually just have food for thought conversation. So that's one. Those of us who have our emotional and mental planes in the forefront, as functional adults, we talk about everything and anything. So when we're actually asking questions, we don't be like, oh, you can't ask me that. Why are you asking me that? We don't get defensive. Now, there are differences when we're around people who are not yet their adult selves. And there are actually... Uh, ways that we put into practice moving into equanimity with them. That's your oversoul. And that's for you all to know of yourself. So this episode is going to be more food for thought and going to try and distinguish because the paid subscription-based model content is where I want to give you examples of how to walk yourself through anything with a functional adult love language. But our episodes are for voices and stories and you hearing what it's like. To be a 5D mystic in this case and the difference between 4D. So every time I try to mix the two, the 4D tends to come into the mix in a certain way. But that's because of me having Kali come up every time I revisit when somebody is an individual who thinks they can tell you what to do with your life. So what you'll know about codependent people is they all have attachment insecurities that they don't take ownership about or wounds, if you will. And they have their social system synchronizing with their peers. So they're also not owners in this case. And that's where their emotional plane is not in their ownership because they're not dictating their own nervous system. They don't know how to be in their ventral vagal state yet. And so 4D don't vibe in enlightenment because they don't know how to sit and stand and tend to their Kali with Shiva and Krishna Lila. They don't know how to use the left and right mode and to maintain the subjective experience of I'm a person now there's another person, I have feelings, they have feelings, I have thoughts, they have thoughts, that's it. <laughs> in years, I got to learn how to be equanimous with my relationships because of learning my loved one's patterns and not really wanting to be their babysitter, parent. This is why a partner is not going to be somebody for a solo, polysecure person. If you can't be emotionally upbeat all the time, you're not ready to be my partner because you don't know how to harness your ventral vagal nervous system. It's not because you can't have deep emotions. I have deep emotions. I'm always in a space of life with them. And that's been since forever. So whenever something gets me, I'm not like down and in the dumps. I'm sharing the depths of it. But it's not like this, oh my God, I'm in human suffering. Uh, so let me also say the people who feel human suffering... There's people like Patrick Tiahan out there for you. He's a childhood trauma survivor. He's healed. He's a therapist. There's therapists for people who have a window of tolerance with their emotions. People who are 5D, we have a window of welcome for our emotions. So we're not in the suffering bit because our attachment system is our own. My three-year-old self knows how to be with a whole heart. And anybody who moves into their three-year-old self with a whole heart will know how to tell you and on that note, when a person's open and receptive to their three-year-old heart and they meet unconditional love and compassion, they're going to say, hmm, I like that. I want more. 
So they're not going to run away from it. They're going to get curious. They're going to have the opportunity to be challenged. People who choose fear, they don't choose compassion. No, no. They choose their fear full force. And in fact, they don't even bother looking back. Because, you know, when you look very much to fear for the way out of life, you just don't notice what is behind you. If you're, how can I break it down? Well, I'm not going to actually, because that's not for the 5D mystic plane. We are always ready for what is our next opportunity to expand, and we don't turn our back on loved ones or on people that come towards us or are in our lives. We actually look at them face to face. We're able to consistently answer questions, talk about, and as I was saying, spell out direct communication so we don't have the choice of fear because we have the choice of I'm an emotional being and of course I have deep feelings. I will share my vulnerability. I will share the depths of my vulnerability with you if I've chosen that we are partners, if I've chosen that we are a relationship that I consider important. And so as a 5D mystic, I can definitely share with you I have so many stories. And when meeting people who have not their own attachment system or their own social system, so they don't have their own self in the forefront, yes, there's a very different dynamic that takes place when people are not vulnerable with themselves. And it's not um, something that is shocking today. As a trauma-informed person, I will say, yeah, it's actually what really is annoying is the 4D talking about themselves as deep when they're insulting each other all the time with this devil, demon, evil, spiritual warfare stuff. That's annoying because they have abandonment wounds, attachment wounds. They have low self-esteem and security. They have, I'm a martyr or superior, I'm going to change you. They have the, oh, I'm going to blame myself or blame you. So they have what is called unresolved trauma and unfinished business, but they talk about themselves as having balls or as having know-it-alls. And they go and get into relationships that are not quite the ones of people who are ready to help them each other fly. So when you're ready to see people fly, here's what a 5D mystic always is doing. And I'm going to use that whole sentence of, one, it's Rumi's quote, we love from heart and soul, so we don't know separation. So if you and I are in any relationship, we know of compersion, the lovely poly secure community and just polyamory community. But even without being in polyamory, I was still a person who knew compersion as a kid growing up. So if you and I are an item and I am in love with you, which by the way, you don't fall in love, you're just love because of your ventral state. But when you talk about it like kids do, right? Um, you will always know love, if you know true love, as I want you to be happy. I want you to do what makes you happy, not what makes me happy. And compersion in the polyamory community also involves if a person is with other partners. And these are things that have taken place. So I can tell you that it's never been like, oh my God, I'm unhappy because you're somebody I'm sharing, somebody, you know, <laughs> if I get insecure, it's a different story. I'm going to say I'm insecure. 
I think you're going to leave me. I think that you might like that person more than me. I have insecurities. That's how you spell out to people how you feel. It's not the passive aggressive stuff that people do, which is, and some people, they actually don't even do passive aggressive. So long story short, 5D mystics, we say things as they are is what I'm trying to present. And so, yeah, if I'm insecure and afraid, I'm going to say I'm insecure and afraid. If, on the other hand, I'm a person who is a-okay because you're telling me stuff and we're just a-okay because we can be straight, then I won't be like, oh, my God, you can't tell me. (laughs) Oh, no, what are you doing? I'll be uh, simply saying, are you happy? Because if you're happy, then I'm happy for you. Are you good with your life? You good with your life? Good. I'm good with your life too then. That's what a securely attached person can do with people. We all know what fear is. The 5D person knows how to talk about it. The 4D chooses it and leads with it. 3D as well and just anybody who doesn't become their adult emotion mental self. So 5D, this oneness consciousness for mystics, it involves also our lovely Claire's oversoul all of the things you all know about mysticism, but when it comes to just breaking it down, humanly speaking, you'll find a securely attached, functional adult person, those who have compersion, those who generally know humans are not broken because they've had enough of their own ability to learn about anything and everything. It's all the people who are like, wow, the future is going to be awesome. We're awesome. We're leading ourselves to a new place. All is good. We have these lovely mental health professionals who are talking about so many different topics. We have 5D mystics, and that's a very beneficial one compared to 4D who keep talking about spiritual warfare and devils and demons and evils. And so again, um, a person who is in relationship with 5D mystic will not find themselves being shamed, blamed, faulted, or in any way, shape, or form, the whole revenge. And when we have people who, on the other hand, um, have human suffering, so they have attachment wounds, unresolved trauma, and they do do things in certain ways, we're not going to be, we're going to be very sad. Yes, that's about it. Sadness is the primary emotion of a 5D mystic. Anger is not something we have because we're not masking our vulnerability to ourselves. The people who mask their vulnerability to themselves are the 4D. That's why they get into their anger mode. And then with their clairs, they do things like this. I would like a reading for this person. I think they're cheating on me. And I actually think that they've done XYZ DFG. Can you ask? Can you consult, please? I know you're busy, but would you mind consulting? And when you give them the answers, which isn't yes or no necessarily in the way that they're spelling it out to you, it all depends. There's a couple and more consults that come to mind. And the way the 4D will say, see, I knew it. And I'm like, that the cards didn't say that this actually happened. I think you need to verify, like physically, I'm... I'm <laughs> this is where you're like, okay, hold on a minute. Can I please break down to reality versus you creating a whole buttload of stories about the cheating business? Like, really, why are people, there should be more people in the polyamory community because there's so many that are just busy talking about each other as cheaters versus how about you become grown-ups versus teenagers and allow yourselves to notice maybe, just maybe, 
I could disengage from vilifying and shaming a human being who maybe, just maybe, is not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm thinking they objectify each other. They dehumanize and objectify and label each other and use words from social stuff of, oh, you're a cheater and a liar and I don't trust you ever, ever again. And you've done all these things that make me know that humanity and people suck and relationships are torture or something like that. And all teenagers. Okay, but it's not just teenagers. These are those unfinished business deals that, like Terry Real points out, people marry their unfinished business. So 4D land tends to do this. There's codependent type, and there's the avoidant and the anxious that tend to come together. So on another note <laughs> for 5D mystics, no, no. What happens when we're not yet equanimous? Okay, so what happens is we have people who put up with us. <laughs> I got people. I raised my hand. Oh, my gosh, I have people that put up with me. And I love every single one of them, and I always thank them. In fact, there's one person that's coming to my mind. I've thanked them a million gazillion times. They've helped me mature so much emotionally. And every time I think of all the moments that we've shared, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And that's because in those years and all of it, they've consistently been able to support me to expand to the best version of myself. And that's with all of our relationships, by the way. That's why the bullshit of karmics or soul contracts and all this other stuff that 4D does. No, no. All of our souls, all of the people we meet, they are always supporting us because see trauma is relational and intimacy is, the, is at the core thank you terry real so for 5d mystics we have our first intimate relationship with our own emotional plane and that's myself and i and me so you yourself and your i your emotions and that's why we can say i'm afraid i'm afraid that i'm going to lose you i'm afraid you won't love me I'm afraid that you won't like me because I'm polyamory. I've shared stuff like that, you know. And in the vulnerability of everything, and that's something you will not ever in any way, shape, or form regret because that's something very clear when you actually spell out your heart and how you feel. And that's because it's genuine and real. So you can't actually, what's the word? If you believe in love, which is, you believe in emotions, by the way. <laughs> You're never going to say, oh, I shouldn't have told somebody this or that. Being ashamed of your own shares automatically is because you were vulnerable and you weren't, if you will, welcomed or supported in a way that you feel you would have wanted. And so the adults in town know always how to handle the three-year-old and be like, you know, you're only upset because you didn't actually have reassurance in a way that made that feeling kind of be okay so we don't do the oh i'm not worthy oh they should have we don't do any of that it's more of okay this is what you like this is what you didn't like here's what you're getting to grow here's what you're getting to do and you keep moving forward as you become the equanimous emotional version of you and so back to those stories yeah actually i still definitely remember certain moments and you know what's nice is the encouragement the encouragement you always get encouragement by people that are growing with you and that's because they're growing too now there's different types of growth so some people move into the enlightenment soul age group others don't when it comes to mysticism it's nice to be able and share with people our clairs because it's just really really fun 
to be able to, I'm trying to see how to share this. There's a lot of energy right now around. I'm thinking that new moon is still plenty busy and more. Okay, so a 5D mystic will always know who is what, and uh, that's for reasons that the Enlightenment Soul Age Group person will know how to tell you. But we also don't delete people from our list of loved ones. And that's because our loved ones are always going to be participant to us and us to them. And 4D are the only ones who need to get rid of people, quote unquote. They don't really need to get rid of people. They choose not to grow up and to allow their attachment system to keep wanting to have that type of household. And here's why their three-year-old chooses to have codependent type groups. And you'll see them with their silverbacks. And that can sometimes be one or two or more. But what this means is they feel good to be themselves and strong only when they're with a partner or when they're with their group. If you catch them by themselves, they might not be as self-empowered or confident or in their skin. A three-year-old that's comfortable in their skin can be in any surrounding. They're not going to change how they are. They might, obviously, here's where I need to address that one. They might learn how to talk in different ways. Because if I'm with people that are from the Scarlet Letter times, I'm going to still present myself. But I might not have to share some things which might make it awkward for me to be around them. And that's where it is about the environment and just knowing in every circumstance what's ideal or not. And the, the nice thing here about all of our oversoul for 5D mystics is we recognize how much we get to learn about our clairs. This is because of the in-depth relationship. So today, in this moment of time, there's so many beautiful pieces of my oversoul that are consistently connected to me. And I'm thinking about one in particular that when they go through a rough time, she sometimes will be in my sphere and it's not actually a pleasant sphere, meaning they're very, very much in that sadness of human suffering sadness. Now, the same individual actually um, does spiteful things and does rejoice from other people's suffering. So there's attachment wounds and unresolved trauma and the attachment wounds come up because they're not learning how to move out of their attachment security they continue to work their unfinished business out so when you're doing that you're not becoming conscious of yourself and your three-year-old so you're not going to be able to live the depths of your own piece of purusha prakriti and that's a 4d person for you and or other soul age groups although that depends because the other soul age groups if they're 5d it has a different purpose and that's because of those soul age groups if you remember they have specific ages so there are things that they learn but really what it is is there's a way that one feels life and so on that note for 5d mystics our love language is very straightforward. If we're afraid, we're going to say it. If we're happy, we're going to say it. We're a three-year-old with no filters. That is an adult. And if you're a partner, you're going to know every little bit of whatever that feeling is, independently from what you've done or not done. And that's something that doesn't change if you 
don't do what we do. You don't have to love from the depths of your body if you don't know how to. It means you don't have access to your nervous system. That's all, the ventral vagal one. I can't teach you how because you're the one who either learns to regulate your own emotional body and mental body and then you learn, therefore, how to regulate and bring your nervous system to its ventral vagal state. That's you moving into becoming your own piece of Purusha Prakriti. You integrate your brain. If you do not want to become mindful of yourself and then mindful in your relationships and then in your emotional maturity, it's your choice. It's not going to be able to make you learn how to take the depths of your own heart and your own mind and your own body. And so it's not something that one will hold against you either. That's not nice. And somebody has an attachment wound or they have trauma and they don't know how to pick it up. Now, it isn't nice for them to project it either. But as Patrick Tiahan points out, not everybody will seek to get that help. And then here's where he, Patrick Tiahan, for anybody who doesn't know, um, is a childhood trauma survivor who is healed and he's now a therapist, and he helps people, and he's building a community. So he is the best example of what it's like when a person is healed and how they take ownership and how they don't project and what it's like for instead those who do project and those who don't take ownership. And so 4D, they have a whole bunch of groups, and they grow together, and then they just create different types of... That group is an energy vampire group. That group is another group, and da 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 for the 5D mystics again. We have one group, it's called people. And so if somebody doesn't learn how to be in their secure attachment, we're not going to hold it against them. We don't have to. We know how to handle the three-year-old. And usually what happens is because they get consistent contingent communication, they learn our patterns, we learn theirs, and we learn how to be safe, and that's secure connections. So we build secure connections together because we're all a safe haven, secure base. The 5D mystics in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. Because our love is unconditional, so we don't have any strings attached. Twin flame, flame, soulmates, you do you, I do me. I'm going to be in compersion for you. You're going to be whatever you want. You don't have to be in compersion. Uh, I'm going to be loving and happy for your joys. You don't have to be. You could be happy and, and having laughs because I'm in a situation of distress. I will know about it. I won't tell you about it, meaning that I won't be bothered with trying to point out that you do things in a certain way because I don't need to it doesn't affect me i will understand it's your pattern not mine and so you're tortured not the other way around it's unfortunate that people don't find like i said good therapists and sometimes they're presented it but they don't want to do it because they don't think that they are do and that's the point they're not doing anything what they're not though doing that they could do is learning how to navigate their nervous system to self-regulate that's why the Psych education is important because people don't realize that their hypervigilance or their human suffering is due to their hypervigilance and to what is going to be trauma memory and unresolved trauma charge states in a nervous system that's used to being in a specific state of dysregulation. Not learning this it's because movies like Mean Girls or Hangover have people think that their optimized version is in the sphere of drama. No, and drama is not something you choose. 
it's actually a nervous system that is used to, like Patrick Tiahan, he gives the example in hypervigilance, this short of one minute, he says, when I'm at work and everything's going well, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop or something along those lines. When I'm in a relationship and there's no drama, I'm waiting for when the drama is about to come. So it's about a person recognizing I'm waiting for something to happen, but then it's the psych education. The reason I'm waiting is because my nervous system and my first 18 months of life are important and my attachment system is something that I do need to know about. So people who have human suffering that I know, there's some that have childhood trauma. They definitely have PTSD childhood trauma and they seek out their unfinished business in their actual relationships. So they have codependent type relationships. These are 4D people. They all are 4D, every single one of them, with and without clairs. The with the clairs are the worst ones because they think that they're special because of clairs. Then we have the ones that are 3D. Well, they just believe that it's, you know, the devil, evil, and selling your soul and whatnot. They're, they're completely scarlet letter times. Then we have the ones who are attachment without awareness of it at all, insecurity. And they are in a unaware part of how to regulate their nervous system. So because of the lack of psych education and remembering their human baby, but even again, if they're presented with my lovely groups of people, I present the psych education all the time. They consistently use movies or stereotypes or generalizations. So it's very straightforward what 4D is. It's a bunch of drama, kings, queens, because they use the scarlet letter times, the movies and anything to say, no, no, you have to do human suffering. Here's who are my educators that told me so, because obviously I use educators. Here's my educators. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm breaking down to something that physically speaking you can work on and that you can learn from good trauma therapists and again, even survivors who are now healed, you want to use what you're doing to promote and support the continuation of your own decision to ruminate, which is fine, but take note, you're choosing to stay in a relationship with human suffering because you don't want to acknowledge that the mental health community has a way to explain it to you and help you to get out of it by telling you and explaining why it's not inclined to be something you feel comfortable to move into exploring your emotional plane because your three-year-old the point is always this i'm going to go back to the three-year-old is terrified the minute that they're presented with compassion <laughs> Any person who's not ready to see, and I don't laugh, it's not funny, any person who's not yet ready to see that inner child, their own self, they're going to do, whether it's disgusting, whether it's anger, it doesn't matter. So here's where rejection is not the 4D. Rejection is the universe protecting you. No, no. Rejection is not rejection. Resistance is not resistance. It's, let's, let's explain and expand. You're a human being. You have a nervous system with an embodied brain. The first 18 months of your life, like my life, will involve a certain number of things. The updated mental health, neuroscience, biology, all the people who study people who are way better than I am in a whole bunch of things. I'm a mystic who has picked up on things and now I'm like, wow, okay, now this makes all so much sense. You know, whenever I think of all of my different relationships, 
because we all have a sense of self. So when you connect that to the attachment styles, categories, you connect it to charge states, when you connect it to trauma memory, when you connect it to every single one of these lovely pieces of information that can support a person who wants to become their adult self, their 5D integrated brain, they will have no problem. The people who want to tell me about human suffering, there's not that many because I don't get into these conversations because I will already know because they will begin to roll their eyes at the psych education or at the mysticism stuff. So a person who is resisting, they're not resisting, they're actually reacting in their own body with what is called fear because their body is actually not ready to embark on the exploration of their depth of emotion. And because they're not ready or they don't want to look into them, they will have a way they project. Because I'm not an official therapist, nor does it matter even if I were, because an official therapist will basically know how not to do something like that. I was uh, in classes with a bunch of different therapists, and as I asked them more than once, how do I know when it's time to tell one of my mentorees or one of my podcast listeners or whoever it is from my IHP group and community that it, you know, when do I know, how do I know? And they always said the same thing. Your nervous system will tell you, one, two, it's good that you're responsible, you're helping, da-da-da-da. Uh, the other part was that, three, do you have permission? So they always presented this part of permission, which is where they acknowledge that it's so torturous for a person to do discovery of themselves, and that's why... As I said, and keep sharing, 5D Mystic intuitively knows we're not here to affect any person's state of consciousness. It's not because of a supernatural entity. The 4D likes to talk about rejection is going to keep you protected. Again, nobody's resisting growing up. What's happening is you are not ready to take those emotions and say, wait a minute, I don't have to do human suffering. I have emotions and I'm a person and there's good psych educators all over the place talking about the three-year-old and two-year-old and what important compassion is. Let me go check that out. The rejection of compassion is because a person's not ready to see their inner child because that is how much of fear comes up from the body of an individual who has had stuff go down and they have PTSD, so the trauma memory and the modulated embodied self and dysregulated embodied self before a person can even remotely be interested in tending to this inner world, there has to be the grown-up mind that is open to the information. This is where the information is words. If a word makes a reaction in your body, the cynicism, the ugh, that's your body speaking to you, and that's important because that's what's dictating you. And no matter how a person can share, mystic or not, anything, the ears are not hearing. The ears won't hear because the person's not ready to look within. And knowing from the psych educational perspective is what I'm trying to spell out, which is why people are drawn to the very messages that they are wanting and that they are willing to be open to. When I talk to people who are 4D about 5D mysticism, and when I 
share the psych education. The people who are open and receptive. Well, let me think about that one. Right now I have one human being in my mind, but that's because of who they are to me and I to them. And when I say this, I mean it from a mystical oversoul. I know who they are in my oversoul. So what I mean by that, it, it makes a lot of sense in my book that that would be the case. While the other oversoul pieces and parts and people are of a very different nature, and the aspect about knowing and known and then being objective and trying to be neutral as I share a message with a bunch of you, is where there is a difference, okay? So I'm trying to pinpoint a stranger that I will have shared, basically a person that is a bit more distant. Because if you're close to me, there's already a bond and there's a journey for us. So we're gonna be open and receptive to each other independently from how the interaction goes. But to again, try and distance myself and give you a perspective that is a little bit more I want to say rational versus then personal and not because it's a data point to be taken literally. It's just to try and, like I said, remove the, the taintedness of a positive, quote unquote, because obviously it's positive when anybody expands their consciousness. This is positive because they're growing towards their own heart and love of self. Um, on that note... Uh, when a person is inclined to not be open to compassion, what they will do is just be like, ew, no, okay, I'll use Janina because she's the one who shares this. It's, it's a way the body will react and the face and a person, and they'll just kind of push you away. They won't want to really do it. They won't talk about it. And whatever you share with them, even if it's uh, consulting, let's say from tarot because sometimes I've consulted, or Akashic Record readings, they will hear the information, but then they will quickly forget it. They will quickly transmute it. They will change it into what they want it to mean. So they will change it into something that will support their story versus actually expand their consciousness and their growth. The recurring fear for a person who is not going to open up to themselves is not something they can explain through their left mode. Because it's the terror that arises from their right mode. It's a three-year-old, a zero-one-year-old, and this is the very space of why, while you can hear Sadhguru speak words of, we're not here to affect states of consciousness, or you hear a 4D person saying, ah, you're being protected, da, 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 and I always, protected by what? Nobody's a danger to anybody. And this is where the sphere of mind's eye is not dangerous for a 5D mystic. It's only the 4D because they don't work with their emotional body. And there's a whole fear receptor in the brain of ours. And we've talked enough about that one for you all to know at this point. A 4D person, as long as they're not actually looking to work with their trauma memory, they're not going to move anywhere. Because they're literally, and, and, and that's the saddest part, they're doing unfinished business. With the people that they get into relationships with, twin flame, flames, soulmates, all of it. That's why the twin flame thing for 4D, it's not a twin flame. It's not a twin flame. The ones who know the actual experience, there's very few since it became a trending topic, but that's something that is a trending topic because between anxious and avoidance, which are the basis, the basic uh, outline that I'm going to share, 
And that's why you can do this whole cutting cords. And when people cut cords between each other, they're actually disrupting something, but that's for another time. Um, because if you're not ready to become the functional adult of you, it means you're not ready to be an integrated brain. So you're not wanting to access your own body sensations. The right mode of your brain is where the unknown and unexpected and just the Shiva land is. Because it's scary for a person who has lack of familiarity with their three-year-old emotional self, they will not go down that path because what is familiar, which is rigid and or chaotic, so their patterns, is what they're going to be in. Um, yeah, so most people that I've met, they don't want to become the depths of their selves. They like their story. The ones who are open and receptive, if they're truly open and receptive, then they become their grown-up version. But that is where it's a challenge because the fear that I was speaking about is what arises. So they're going to be given a very specific set of choice points and then they're going to have time to reflect and make their final, am I going to take my life by the horns and actually lead it from the depths of my heart? Am I a person who chooses love or am I a person who chooses fear? You know, here's where I'm going to share this one. As a three-year-old with a whole heart my entire life and knowing that it's straightforward, secure attachment, healthy grown-up land, unconditional love, which we've always talked about, it's really, really um, interesting to see so many people think they know what love is because they're with one person okay, versus actually understand that you can feel love, the ecstasy of the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, the depth of your body, the flow state that people talk about. So that's love. Not when you see two individuals and um, the vibe of those two individuals. How can I explain this one? Because of course, together, they're beautiful. This is amazing. When you see people who are growing together, they're getting old, all of that stuff. All of that stuff is beautiful. But I'm trying to describe to you the depth of you as your own piece of Purusha Prakriti in this enlightenment soul age group, in this flow state of your mind, in this flow state of you as a person, you one, one, one person by yourself, no need to be spiritual in any way, shape or form. You don't need to know anything whether it be a sad guru, mindfulness, meditation, none of it. Put everything out of the picture, okay? Just all of it. I'm going to do my best to use me, the person me, because the Claire's are a bonus. They're always amazing to have. And obviously, for me, my oversoul is a part of my journey. But I can, I can easily say, even in the absence of all the Claire's in the world, I have all those relationships that I've made and I know for a fact what I've experienced through them has everything to do with me, the human being. So my nervous system, my basic nervous system and embodied brain. I'm going to strip it all away and just be the human being for a minute because the sphere of consciousness is a field of energy that is looked into by neuroscience and by biologists and by physicists. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of scientific methodology people that I was unaware of prior to recently that today I am more aware of and when it comes to the mind and how they look at it okay so the opportunity to be here presenting to you ecstasy from my body and the enlightenment so age group is thanks to me 
having decided how to handle the external. Me learning to self-regulate my nervous system. And some people, they will say, but you're not alone. Yeah, the point is we learn how to self-regulate from our household. So I will thank my lovely mother and my twin. That's my primary household for my first year and actually all years of life. Okay, so I have two people that I can consistently know are why I am exchanging with you today these conversations. It's called my family of origin. And every single one of the human babies out here and out there have the same, okay? Which is why if you're doing any type of unfinished business with the charge states in a way of just a average day person, no childhood trauma, no any torture, okay, it's going to be with the household. And the basics are straightforward because the basics begin and end with your own body and mind, and which is why it's a subjective experience, which is also why you have choice points. However, as presented by Daniel Siegel, when people have a mind that lives in rigidity and chaos, it's not because they're choosing to remain away from consciousness. It's because the field and sphere or the plane of consciousness, which is an infinite possibility land, which is in darkness, which is in Shiva land, which is in a depth they have no awareness of because their first need is to have relationship with their emotional body. And if every time emotions come up, on the other hand, you're numbing yourself or doing something to distract because that's the point. You have had attachment and security and a brain that developed in an environment that was not safe and that did not stimulate areas that the brain required stimulation in order for you to feel vitality and in order for you to feel also pleasure in interactions with others. These are two components from traumatic neglect and that's trauma or emotional neglect and that's the emotion stuff. And more than not, have had some form of this. If let's say there's not trauma from childhood, then we still have attachment to look into and we still have the three-year-old with the shame because once you begin to get yelled at, you begin to get that posture, okay? So I will be rejected, I will be abandoned, and we have a social system. So you have an attachment system, a social system. So if you don't remain a differentiated self, a three-year-old heart that is whole and says, I'm good with my imperfections and flaws, that is what makes a person one 5D. So I'm good. The mysticism is a bonus. The functional adult is you consistently moving towards equanimity and knowing there's no devil, demon, none of that stuff. It's people and people. So moving more and more towards your own equanimity is the integrated brain and the restored embodied self. And it's not in the need of you believing in anything. It is in the need of you remembering your person. And really what it is, is today we have the good psychoeducators that spell it out. But that would mean you're interested in having relationships minus the drama which means you do believe that human life can be in the absence of suffering. And I said believe because that's the part. The suffering bit is where we have so much culture on whole human suffering that people will continue to perpetuate style, lifestyles based on stuff like that. So we don't only have 4D talking about spiritual warfare and the whole plane of devils, demons, evils, da 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 da, da. We also have a culture of Romeo and Juliet who think love is that. 
Now, when you hear Sadhguru saying human nature is love or a person who's a mental health expert, it's because your body can be in a ventral vagal state. It's your three-year-old that feels good to be yourself and doesn't feel this shame. And that's why I broke it down to where 5D, Maria, even without clears, I'd be here. I have no shadow of a doubt about it. And I will have to thank one person though. And the name is Jesus. Because that is the one individual that I was taught and I grew up and I've consistently always had him in my mind when it comes to anything related to love and being with people. So I would be a liar to not have one, obviously my family and all my loved ones, but I'm saying there's one resource is what they would call it in the lovely sphere of our lovely mental health community or just anyone who wants to talk about that which can support you and when it comes to the part about knowing about our nature being love and us being, you know, all human beings, the individual who consistently was and to this day will always remain is the name, yes, of Jesus. So I have to, <laughs> I wish, part of me wishes I could be in the absence of that, but I only wish it because of knowing how people um, twist, they twist belief system stuff. Uh, to serve their agenda. That's the only reason. And I will say, I've met one person, I believe her name is Michelle, and I should look into her a little bit more. But if I'm not mistaken, she's always been a non-believer of anything, and she's a physicist, and she has some really great shares that she brings forth when it comes to how we can believe in each other as a species and, you know, be loving and kind even in the absence of there being any type of supernatural something to look to so on that note um just food for thought as we end this episode and the awareness that yeah 4d they do codependent type relationships they're in separation consciousness they don't know unconditional love they know conditions they don't recognize when they're doing something called shaming, blaming, faulting, or revenging. The ones with clairs are even worse than the ones that don't have clairs. Um, that's because the ones with clairs think they know everything and they're arrogant like that. And that's because they think they're anointed. That's why I was saying I, I don't like how the uh, name of Jesus, for example, or just the story gets twisted. And that's from the 4D community, obviously not the traditional. The traditional community has tradition. So they have a historical, they, they, they have a way that they actually have, it's like a history book. You don't change history. So when that is the case, there is a way you can understand that subject matter. 4D integrates different stories. And then they take what is historical and they switch it up. But on that Side note, they serve a purpose because the people who don't want to, it's not that they don't want to, that are not ready to look into their inner child, the stories are what give them solace. They find their ethical cult group or their culty cult or their traditional cult. So they find a way to have the emotional fulfillment and to be in love. They depend on each other and that's where it's not a good or bad thing we have systems in place that always organize groups so that that's always been the case and it continues to be the case for 5d mystics we like to support each other to expand infinite higher human consciousness potential so the relationships are mindful they're integral 
They're not codependent, they're independent. We directly communicate, so you'll know our feelings, our thoughts, all of it, very straightforward and not with the shame, blame, fault, or revenge. You won't be told, oh, I have clears, so I know I'm right, but you will be told, you know, if I'm seeing inconsistency after inconsistency and you are literally basically gaslighting me, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're doing shit that is not, I don't know, I don't think so. And I don't prefer using gaslighting, but I have had people do that. And it is in moments where I know that they're thinking that I'm trying to say I know everything. No, I don't know everything, but I know something is up. So just give it a rest and stop with the clown behavior, shall you? That's a very uh, big difference. Although when looked at from the outside, people might not be able to know. But those of us who live with vulnerability and honesty and we do direct communication, we don't give a shit. Meaning if I'm spelling something out, I know why. So I'll always be able to explain it. And if you don't want to believe me, I'm not really going to care too much. I'm going to try and express it, explain it. The minute you continue to allow yourself to approach me in a specific way, I'm going to make sure that it's clear that I'm not trying to say I know everything. I'm trying to state here's my subjective experience and here's my subjective feeling and here's my subjective story and here's my subjective outcome and here's so subjective is very specifically learned in time i've learned if there's one thing i've learned is how to consistently try my best to say my opinion in my subjective experience in my subjective feeling and people tease me the ones that know me i tell them why i do it and now that i have a lovely community of 5d it's called us trying to disengage from the projection that will arise anyways from those who have harsh and unforgiving and rigid teenagers because they did not get to the depths of their three-year-old to disengage from their social system and their peers and their attachment insecurities and them leading with their ethical cult or culty cult or traditional cult. They have the silverback, not the other way around. So when people do the whole social good behavior and they're projecting, they have a silverback because the minute that you are meeting an adult, a 5D person, here's what's going to happen going to have a wonderful time. That's it. It's not like pulling out teeth. It's not like, oh my God, can I not, you know, get one word out? Okay. So people who are grown ups, you have a good time intellectually, emotionally, all of it. You're not worried about filtering, not filtering the 4D. They're all in this. Let's take care of each other as little children. You can't get one word out without somebody not knowing that they are getting passionate. It's different when you meet people who know, yeah, you know what? I'm getting passionate because this is something really important to me. And the more they're grown up, the more they're going to actually have fun with it and be like, you know, I'm going to go take a, I'm going to go take a walk right now. (laughs) I'll be back in five minutes. That way we can keep having fun. So 5D mystics and just 5D functional adults, we enjoy social, political, religious, all of it. Nobody is in their little pissy pants like we're seeing online. I know a lot of people online, you know, they do. There we go. Confirmation. Thank you, train. So 4D mystics, they can go do drama. We don't do drama. The 4D want to stay in their hyper vigilance. They even think about the whole, oh, your survival mode is going to block you. No, no. You're going to keep on acting like a teenager with these topics versus being a person who knows there's different ideas out there. (laughs) Get it together, shall you? 
So when you get it together, you have enlightening and good conversations. We'll be back with more enlightening and good conversations. It's going to get fun as we interact with the 5D Mystic Functional Adult Enlightenment Soul Age Group. Raise my hand. I'm raising it. Here's your podcast host and your lovely educator when we get the masterclass out. I have some plans. I need to make some announcements, but not just yet. That I, I am quickly thinking about how to ensure that those of you who sign up are able to get the best out of all of it because of, you know, if there's one thing we all are in the same boat is our pattern. <laughs> so based on patterns, we can learn how to support each other to have fun because in this lifetime, we're going to have fun. Not the, ne the next, we're going to have fun too, but this lifetime is a very special one, not because it's the first time that the universe you know, what makes me laugh is <laughs> that the 4D, when they're writing something, I this a long time ago, the first time Earth goes through this ascension, and I'm like, you guys and gals and ladies know that this is just because you're, you're now, right? You, you do understand how infinity works, or do you not? Uh, you get, keep it together. <laughs> what I love more than anything is Sadhguru. So he said, I'm the last guru to be, which I know is true for where we're at. I love when people are like, no, it's like, well, okay, I'm going to leave you alone because you don't want to disengage from the fact that the future is not going to have spirituality the same way, but still going to be here. It's just not the same, but I'm going to leave that one alone because it's not happened yet. But let me go back to when I was reading way back when about 4D saying, ah, oh, it's the first time. So they still write this stuff. It's the first time the shift, this is like, yeah, the shift's been going on for a while now. Um, but what is hilarious is what makes you think it's the first time? If you know we have amnesia, do you all not remember? This is what gets me. It's like they don't hear themselves speak. So I acknowledge I will have amnesia. I bet you it's not the first rodeo of anyone. It's bullshit. It's not a first rodeo. It can't be a first rodeo if we have the infinity of the infinity of the infinity going on. And when you hear about how Sadhguru breaks down what he, he tells these physicists what life, I think it's like 114 or 100, so many, there's like a specific number, and maybe it is the 114, there's something special, I forgot what it was, but essentially, he informs physicists of which number we're at, I think it's like 80, so there's like 40 more, and on that note, not to get philosophical with my lovely listeners, when I heard that, one, I was like, okay, that's why you're the last guru. Now I got it. And also because I saw the future in one of my future dreams. But it was a dream way back when. However, on that same note, I know that if it's infinity that we're talking about, then it's an infinite circle. There's no reason to pinpoint specifics. And some people, they continue to pinpoint, it's the first time Earth. It's the first time, ah. And I'm like, you know, it's not the first time. I mean, wait a minute. Excuse me. You're 4D. You don't know. Shit. Let me take it back. Okay. Here, 5D mystic community. I'm sure you will know it's not the first time. <laughs> we just have amnesia because that's how it's supposed to be. No, there's a lot more we could say, but I'm going to leave it alone for now because we're running out of time. I did figure that one out too. And really a 5D person figures out the whole amnesia and not like, oh, <laughs> I'm suffering on the roller coaster. I mean, yes, I laughed at the meme, but I'm like, yeah, that's not me. 
you know, it's me, but it's not me. The, the ascension symptoms, uh, that's, yes, a little bit more the panic attack stuff. So if there's anything that's a pain in the ass of somebody who's 5D, is not our relationships. Our relationships are the best part. Our emotions are the best part. It's the stuff that we will have fear of. And so in this case, for 5D, it is about life. We want to live. So obviously, every person will share their story in time. I just share food for thought from my end of the spectrum. And so again, relationships, awesome. Drama, we don't do it. Suffering, we don't do it. We do do emotional exploration, vulnerability together. And that's a wrap for us. So tune on in for more and have a great day.